If you would, uh, if you got your Bibles with you, turn to there, uh, to the 84th chapter of the book of Psalms. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I'm not, I don't make this up. It's just, uh, it's just where you have me tonight. If you just could have seen my bookmarker, if Elena could have, could have grabbed my, my revival Bible. I brought my revival Bible tonight for some reason. I don't know why it is. And I have my bookmarker there, but if Elena could have opened that up, she would have seen that's where I was at. So I didn't make this up. I had this plan before I got here, and, don't, and, and I, I did not... Uh, come out here and sabotage that door. It's just, it's just what the Lord put on my heart. Uh, now, if that door's tore up, you need to talk to a higher power than I. One thing I can tell you. But it's, it's good that we can, uh, we can relate God's word to, to everything that goes on in our life, or what happens in our life. Uh, it, it could be anything. Uh, God's word, you know, covers uh, almost every avenue of an individual's life. It's, it's there somewhere. If you'll search, Ray made comment the other day. I, I, I'm reading the Bible now, and I read every morning. I'm in Second Chronicles now, or in Chronicles, he said. And I'm sitting there thinking, that's not a bad thing. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Uh, it, it speaks about where Solomon uh, asked uh, for wisdom. Yeah. Uh, it speaks about that in Chronicles. And it talks about how God rewarded him with not only wisdom, but with riches more than anyone. But he only asked for wisdom. So Chronicles is a good place to be. Humble thyself. If my people would only do that. You know, that passage of Scripture is read a lot in churches these days. If my people would just humble themselves. Uh, you know, that, that, that says it all. That, that he would hear from God and, 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 and heal their nation. You know, we're a nation that needs healed. Standing reading of reverence of God's word. We're going to read the entire 84th chapter, if it be God's will. If I can get my eyes focused up here, uh, things get a little bit foggy right here. I can't see for some reason. Uh, but uh, pray for me if you would. How admirable are thy tabern tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in the house. They will be still praising thee, Salah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well, the rain also filleth the pool. It says, they go from strength to strength, every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer, give an ear, O God of Jacob, Salah. Behold our God and our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed, for they in thy courts is better than a thousand. And I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Father, God in heaven, thank you so much for the reading of your scripture. 
I, I pray that we can just apply it to our hearts and, and allow it to bless us here tonight as, as we go through these verses. We pray, Father, that you could just uplift us and we could just do what you have us to do. Uh, step us aside, if you will, and, and let you do what you need to do for your people. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I've already went through the door scenario, so you already know uh, about that. Uh, uh, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. That'd be a pretty good place to be, Brother Clarence, if we was doorkeepers in the house of God. Uh, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of, of, of things that we could do, and I think back uh, how, uh, how, how John and, and, and Thomas uh, sort of got in front of the other disciples and went to Jesus and, and asked them if they could better their place in heaven, if you would, uh, sort of setting things up or, or, or getting ahead of everybody else, just assuring them that they had something special when they get to heaven. Of course, when the other disciples found out about that, Brother Clarence, you know, they got a little bit upset and a little bit annoyed about that. But I think about a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. What a job that would be. I, I don't know what that would pay a week or how many hours a week you'd have to work to be there, but I tell you what, that'd be a good job to have, amen? Uh, if we could just sit there and, and, and welcome everybody in that, that, that enters into heaven, uh, as you would open that door, uh, you might recognize some of them. Uh, most of them you wouldn't, Carolyn. They'd just be faces uh, or they'd be spirits if you would. Uh, you talked about that a few minutes ago. Uh, that's our assurance. Uh, if we ever meet again this side of heaven, well, if you was a doorkeeper in the gates of heaven or in the paradise of heaven, we would meet them on that other side. You would have that assurance here tonight that you would see somebody in the future that you would know. And you can't never tell. They might be somebody there with you that's already been there before you got there. They may have opened that door for you. They may have passed that job on. You know, sometimes in families, they'll pass jobs down to heirs and put jobs down to heirs. They just hand it down. I just wonder if that's how it is, Brother Clarence. I wonder if there's a lint somewhere that's the doorkeeper in heaven right now. You know, when Brother Clarence gets there, you're going to get to take their spot. And whoever might follow after you. Brother Chris may come and you may hand that over to him. If that be God's will, that's what's going to happen. But let me tell you something here tonight, church. All of us has a door in heaven and all we've got to do is go up there and open it. Because when we open that door, we're going to look upon the face of Jesus. And that's what this is all about. We go through this and we go to church and we're with God's people for one reason and one reason only. That one day we're going to look upon a face of the Lord, but we're going to be that doorkeeper one day, because that's a job that's set aside for us. It says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the gates of heaven and in the house of the Lord and then to be with the wicked. Well, let me tell you something. If you're here today in this earth and you're ignoring what's going on, you're in a state of wickedness, because that's what's going on. So open that door, because one day we're going to be passing through. Ooh, Lord, yeah. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Yeah. What a position that would be. Amen. I don't know what that would pay, Cheryl. I said that earlier, but the benefits would have to be pretty good. I talked to Dean the other day about Oak Ridge. I asked him, I said, when you got hired in at Oak Ridge, when did your insurance begin? And he said immediately, oh, let me tell you something, that doorkeeper job, you would have insurance before you got there. It'd already be in place. They, they wouldn't be no need for no insurance. Ain't nobody going to get sick. I don't know why you would need insurance for. They'd be no nothing that we'd have to pay, no premiums or 
or nothing like that because there'd be no need for insurance. Everything would be light. There'd be no darkness. There'd be no sickness, no more pain, no more sorrow. They'd all be happiness in the face of God. That's what we're sure, assured. If we're only a doorkeeper. My prayer here tonight is no different than the prayer that the psalmist David was writing there for each and every one of us that we could look upon the face of the Lord and serve him. And that should be all of our prayers here tonight, Brother Ray, that all of us could serve God in a way that he deserves to be served. Now, he deserves to be served in a certain way. Now, I know that sometimes we get wrapped up in, in, in this whole world. That's just the way it is. We're carnal people, and we can't help it. We got to, I can't help it, if you know what I mean. And sometimes when we get in that position, we do things that, that we can't help. And God knows that, and he understands it. But he's there with open arms to welcome us back in. Because when you walk through that door, Christ is waiting for you. And he may be the one that's opening the door for you that time and if it is he's going to be there with open arms with forgiveness and everything that you ever thought about in your life would be walked away if you just come back to him if you're God's people you're always God's people if you've been saved you've always been saved he don't turn his back on you because you turn away from him that ain't what this is about God loves his people. His people loves his people. We love God. We serve a living God. We serve the same God. And let me tell you something. I made mention Sunday. He don't like it when we serve other gods. Oh, that's just the way it is. He's a jealous God. But let me tell you something. He has something in store for all of us if we'll just put our trust and faith in him. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Something special. Yeah. It says, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. Blessed are them. I'm going to ad lib here a little bit, so forgive me. And I'm not adding or taking away, so don't don't think of that. I'm not. Blessed are they that gather at his church. Probably what that means, maybe. Or in the holy places. I'd say when the psalmist David wrote this, it was holy places back then, or or a sanctuary. Because we'll still be praising him. Blessed are they that stand steadfast in this world today that refuses to stop dwelling in God's house because of sickness that's going around. Blessed are you guys that continue to want to do this. And I know that there's always a chance in a, in, a, in, a, in a situation that it could hit us. But we're not tuck, tail, and run. We're staying steadfast. Blessed are they that stand in front of evil and call evil not good because evil's not good. Blessed are them that dwell in his house. What a good place to be. It's not a doorkeeper's job, by no means. <laughs> it's a good place to be. We grow stronger in God's will and God's faith if we, if we gather together. It says, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Gene, <laughs> I know where you stand with God today and with Jesus. And I know if I ever need anything from you, I could come to you. 
If it be in the name of Christ, you would do it because your heart is to serve the Lord. That's just what God's people does. Clarence, same way. Sue, everybody sitting here tonight has the same heart for the Lord. Blessed is he whose strength is in thee. Amen. Without Christ in your life, now Ray, I'm going to be bold about this. Without Christ in your life, you're dead. Amen. That's the way it is. We have no life if we've not been born again. Nicodemus says, how can I be born again? How can a man enter the womb one more time? Oh, I can't do that. You don't. Yes, you can. That's, that's how we do it. Blessed is a man whose strength is in thee. If we put our trust and faith in Christ Jesus, knowing that he's the Son of God, in whose heart the ways of them. You know, I think the world looks upon God's people all the time now, waiting for us to fail. Yeah. yeah. They look at us knowing that <coughs> and hoping that what's going on in our world today will get us down, will break us, if you would. And, you know, sometimes it has. Some people that serve the Lord sometimes fail by the wayside because of what's going on. But those who truly love the Lord and whose strength is in him have stood steadfast during this whole thing that's went on in our world today. I don't know how come it become an issue about what mattered. I thought everything mattered. Everything. And we decided to put a human race onto that. Why do we do that? Everything matters. You know why everything matters, Carol? Because those who love the Lord, it matters to them. It matters to us. You know, if, if they would just look upon the church as their guiding factor in all that they was doing and are doing, if they would look upon the church, it would be a whole lot better. But instead, they want to look on the ways of wickedness. But I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. That's what they're doing today. And this wasn't written because of what's going on in the world today. This was written because of what was going on in biblical times. Because they was those who were wicked and evil and did evil and wicked things. Just because you lived in, in, in the days of Christ and the days of the disciples and, and, and the apostles don't mean that everybody was goody two-shoes. No. But most likely it was worse then than it is now. I don't know that, but most likely it was. You know, they couldn't sit down and read their Bible like we got an opportunity to do because, you know, they didn't have one. They had the books of Moses. It's all about all they had. And then they didn't have it. They had to go to a to a, uh, a gathering place, if you would, and watch the priest or, or the prophet or whoever was assigned that very day, Carolyn, to, when they got out in the courtyard, get above them on, on a podium, if you would, and, 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 and preach the word of God. And the books of Moses, but they was yearning to hear about God's word. That's all they had. 
they, they went and blessed with the Bible and, and with God's Word, something that helps us in our time of need. Now, some of us may have a phone. That's okay. I looked at my phone before I come in here, pulled up my Bible app and, and, and looked up something and read something. Uh, if, if, you, if, you, if you're in the Word of God, whatever it may be, it's good. But see, they didn't have that. I'm sure they couldn't pull up a Bible app on their camel, you know, as, 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 as he's going through the desert. I don't, I don't think so anyway. But the wicked was as real then as it is today. We didn't invent this. But they persevered, and they got through it, what's going on in, in their world. And we'll get through what's going on in our world today. Believe it or not, I remember I was driving down the road the other day, and, and I was thinking when, when I was a young boy or in my teens, all you heard about in the Middle East or in Asia or in uh, Russia at that time, uh, the violence and the looting and, and, and the fighting and stuff that went on over there. And I sit there thinking, how can them people do that stuff? That's, that's all they do over there, right? just fight and argue and, and bend lives and steal and, and kill and all that stuff. Well, guess what? Fast forward a few years, like 40 years, 40 years. That's in less than half a century it made its way to our homes. I wouldn't believe that, Ray, when I was growing up. I thought everything was supposed to stay over yonder. What happened? Have we got so far away from God that we don't reverence Him anymore? That's my answer. I pick A. Or is it people just don't believe no more? That's a pretty good answer too, right? I'm going to pick B on that one. Or people just don't fear Him no more. Have lost the traditions of their families and has ended a heritage that has went on for centuries and they have stopped it and they don't believe no more. That'd be good to pick too. Tell you what I'll do, I think I'll go D, all of the above. All of the above. We've stopped the bottom line. We've stopped. And why have we done that? Why have we chose to live in the tents of the wicked? I don't understand why we, we as a nation or, or as God's people or a people even. Now, let's not even put God's people there because we're putting you in a category. Uh, let's say uh, God's creation. How's that? Because uh, we're creating him, his image, so, that's, so, so we know that. So, so God loves us because he gave his son uh, for our lives and our sins. So let's, let's look at it as God's people. Why do we choose to do that? I don't get it. pray that God has mercy on people that don't respect him and love him. You know, he give up something pretty valuable that was his. So we'd be forgiven of our sins. That was his own son. We couldn't do that. Or daughter. 
Not a one of us in here tonight could have give up their child for somebody else's sins. No matter how much you love the Lord, we couldn't have done it. We owe him that much. Don't we, Clarence? Gene, don't we owe him that much, at least that much respect to tell him that, God, I want to thank you for what you've done for me. I want to thank you for changing my life. It happened as a little nine-year-old boy. I got things started in motion, if you would, and I knew then I didn't want to go to hell. Elaine, that's pretty much all it's about back in those days. I was feared he was preaching damnation and hell far preacher go forth was, and he had me to the place in my life that I wanted to know, and I knew that I didn't want to go to hell. So I hit this altar, and the Lord saved me. That 40-year span hit. I got out of God's house. And he had enough. And he put a stop to it. He humbled my heart. And he got me into a place where I could hear him whenever he spoke. And it was simply this. Carol, it's time. You've had your ways. You've had your fun. Now it's time. Do you know how many times your mom and dad's prayed for you to be in church? Son, do you realize how your mom and dad has prayed for you time after time on the altar, weeping tears because you weren't in church? And, and they knew you weren't a bad child. You weren't out here doing evil things. You weren't writing stuff on walls or robbing Walgreens or, or whatever. But I wasn't in the house of the Lord. I wasn't serving God. And they knew there was a better place for me. And that was on their heart. That was their heart. So I think we owe God quite a bit for what he did for us. Because not only did he give his son for remission of our sins, that he give us a place that one day we can spend eternal life in heaven. And maybe, just maybe, we would be up for that job as a doorkeeper in heaven. Be a pretty good job, Brother Clarence. A whole lot better than carpenter work, I guarantee you. And it, I'd say it's probably better, a little bit better than bus driver, too. Wouldn't it be something to open that door and just look who was coming? You know, there's people in our lives that say goodbyes to their loved ones this week. And we don't think about it when it's not getting close to home, but when you know those that's lost loved ones, it, it sort of hits at home because uh, we're getting to the, our age, and I hate to say this, our, our age, that's going to happen more often than not. Are you ready to meet Christ tonight? There's no doubt in my mind everybody in here is. I pray that you are. If not, let me urge you to make things right. If you're not sure, get sure. It just, it's, it's not a declaration that you've got to sign, that you don't have to uh, go through no uh, uh, hit list, that you things you've got to do. you just got to confess Christ's name and believe.
That's all you got to do. There's nobody in this church here can save you. So don't look around. They can't save you. But our Father in heaven can. Because the one that gave his son is the one that holds the keys to the door. Only fitting, Brother Gene, that this not locked to tonight on this door as it set things in motion for tonight's message. I'm glad the commode didn't turn up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I don't know what we've done then. I guess we just had singing. That's all we've done. There's been no preaching tonight. But the Lord knows her heart. He does. Lord loves a joyful people. In the days and the times that's going on in our lives, it's good that we can laugh and smile and know that God's given us this opportunity to do this with his people. Instead of sitting home doing nothing or whatever it is that we do, he says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withhold from them that walk uprightly. No, there's nothing going to be kept from us that walk straight up doing God's work and his will. Blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. It is good to know one day we're all going to get to be a doorkeeper. And all we got to do is put our trust and faith in the Lord. He tells us about his grace and mercy and glory that he gives us. Because we've been saved, we've already obtained our salvation. That's a good thing. Pray for our children and our teachers and our bus drivers and all those who's around all those that's around all those. Because it's just a domino effect, all it is. God's got this. Be assured of that. He's got this. <laughs>